0: That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. What's up players? This is the Talk of Champions Franchise
1: Player. Always Boss Player.
0: Forever. Welcome into another edition of Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the old Miss Spirit and Inside the Rebels. I'm Big Garrett at been on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels 247. Happy Game Day Eve, Eve, David.
1: Yeah, it's actually Game Day for me. Uh, Ball State, where Eli's coaching, plays Tennessee tonight. I'm excited about that, too. Um, I'm just full of energy today, Ben. Hope you are, too. Let's have a great podcast.
0: Let's win the podcast. (laughs)
1: Let's do it, man. If you had to
0: rank, win the day one heartbeat um you don't have to be blood to be family slash mississippi made which one's the best which one was the worst
1: uh one heartbeats last for me um any particular reason why uh, yeah just how the one heartbeat ended (laughs) you know um the one heartbeat stopped very the the one heartbeat no longer beat at the end um Win the day, I mean, I like it, but it it was really an Oregon thing before it was an Ole Miss thing. So, you know, I I, I don't know. I I mean, I I guess I'd err to the side of party in the sip. It's the thing that's in vogue as of late. It works.
0: You didn't even rank. You don't have to be blood to be family.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I think you do, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Has your uh, prediction for the score changed? since we last talked on Monday
1: yeah, it's, metam- it's metamorph <laughs> it's metamorphing a little bit uh yeah it's changing a little bit um good or bad you know, I, uh, well yeah uh, you know I think it's good I mean not that it's bigger uh, I think this is going to be a, a relatively decent ball game until about midway through the third quarter I, I really do and um you know we, don't know, we don't know what Lane's plans are for the quarterback situation. Is he going to play only one? Is he going to get both of them in the game? Will he play three if he can? Uh, I don't think he'll be able to play three. Um, but he might. I, I, I think it's going to be a little closer than, than what Vegas is saying. At least that's the way I feel right now. Um, not what much is closer, but a little What's closer. What's the
0: spread? Uh,
1: I think it's 22. 22.
0: Well, I think on Monday you picked what forty-eight to twenty-four, something like that, or I did. That's about. I right. think
1: you said forty-eight twenty-four. I think I said forty forty-one twenty, something of that nature.
0: So it's still relatively the same, but you
1: yeah, re- relatively the same. Look, Troy is a good football team. We we've got kind of uh, inhibitions that Ole Miss is a great football team. Um. Great is going to always be good, but there's still a lot of unknowns, you know. We've never seen these guys play a full game together. There are 125 kids on the Ole Miss roster. 55 of them were not on this team January 1st in the Sugar Bowl.
0: That is crazy.
1: Yeah. Matt Corral is not here. There will be a new quarterback. There are new running backs. There are new receivers um, the defense has a lot of newness to it. There are new coordinators on both sides of the football. Um, and, and, and a lot of times, and again, you, you know, we, we skip over the staff synergy part in a game situation. It's just as difficult for those guys going into an empty vault Hemingway stadium and doing a game rehearsal without the crowd, without the excitement, without the reality of everything in front of them and going, okay, we got this down. We, we, we're, we're good. We, our synergy is good. So really the first game, this staff has really coached together a lot of parts of this staff. So, you know, I, I, do I expect Ole Miss is going to be a fine tuned machine on Saturday? No, neither will Troy, but, um, You know, it may take a little bit of the shine, a little bit of the shine off what you want to see from this football team in its debut.
0: Oh, just get in, win handily enough, and you'll be fine.
1: Well, that's all you can do. Biggest improvements between week one and week two. And for the Rebels, tremendous drop-off, playing Troy in the opener and then Central Arkansas in week two. So, you know, you really go, how good is this team going to get? from week one to maybe week three when they go to Atlanta. But the target date is how good do they get from week one to week five when Kentucky comes to Oxford on October 1st.
0: Bottom line, you safely predict Ole Miss to win on Saturday. Yeah, Still.
1: yeah I, I do believe that. Um, even though our, our our boy John Sumrall, he's a hell of a ball coach now. First, first game ever as a head coach. He will have them pumped up. Uh, but, you know, just the wrong oppo- opponent for John and Troy to be opening against.
0: Yeah, Lane said Wednesday on the SEC Coaches Teleconference that he's not messing around, he's not trying to throw anybody off a scent that he's not decided on a quarterback. I don't know if I completely buy that. I think it'll be Jackson Dart to start. Ideally, I feel like if Jackson Dart is the starter, which I expect, that Lane Kiffin will leave him in until – there's reason to pull him. I think he would prefer to just have his guy stick with him, him, that guy perform well, and then get the other guy in when it's just time to see what he's got to see if he could add any kind of upside and that would be Luke Altmaier. I think he would prefer whoever he starts on Saturday to leave them in until you pull them for natural reasons like the game is pretty much out of reach.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that. And and let me ask you this, and I'm just curious on your thoughts. So if Jackson's Jackson Dart is the starter, and he handles it well, and he is a starter for all 13 games, 14 games, if you're playoff optimistic, that the Rebels will play this year. Does Luke Altmaier kind of at some point hand off the number two quarterback to Ken Dent in order to keep his red shirt year intact? Yes. yeah that's purely yeah. that's purely hypothetical but worth discussing
0: yeah he's if, whoever doesn't win the job and I don't I think that would be Luke Altmeyer. whoever doesn't win the job and isn't the primary quarterback throughout the year will ensure with a kind of handshake agreement and I think it would be Old Miss and Lane Kiffin doing right by the kid also uh, that they don't exhaust their red shirt year. They preserve their red shirt year. Because if the one-year, not one-year penalty for transfer, if kids are allowed by the NCAA to just transfer whenever they want to, no one-year penalty. Oh, no that, penalty at
1: that, all. Failed, that failed yesterday. That's ah. not going to. Yeah, that's out of the window. That's big. That's a big deal. They're going to study on it some more. Oh, good Lord.
0: That just means they're kicking the can down the road and they'll think about it again the next time. Yep. They're not going
1: to be debating it considering it for the next weeks, months. Well, what they said, uh, they, they've got to study graduation rates.
0: Yeah, they're not studying shit. College. They're just sitting yeah. up there in Indianapolis, pouting, crossing their arms, like, oh, y'all don't like us anymore? Fine. Screw them. Oh, well. It.
1: They're working. Now, getting back to the, get back to the original question. As but
0: you were yeah, saying. I, I would think that, yes, Luke Altmyer and Ole Miss would agree Um, to preserve his red shirt to um, not only increase his viability as a transfer to another great place and um, what he brings, not just capability, but also viability as a long-term starter, but also it's just the the right thing to do. All right. Scenario number
1: two, week 11, the starter goes down with a season-ending injury. Oh god. What does the guy behind him do? Starts.
0: <laughs> I and mean, there's no other thing. Luke Altmaier's We're, not gonna then go, oh okay, well, I'm gonna look out he for number one.
1: He know if he's in a similar scenario where he see, burns then that expedites
0: we'll see. Then it that expedites that expedites Luke Altmaier's path to the NFL. If he steps in and he balls out like he thinks he would. Um, then he transfers for one year to somewhere, and then he goes pro. So if that opportunity presented itself where you, are the unquestioned starter, there's no real viable option behind you because Kincaid Dent isn't realistically going to push Luke Altmaier. Then Luke Altmaier steps in. He starts those games. He either sinks or swims, fight or flight. And So, uh,
1: so, so with that pathway that you have for Luke Altmaier there, if that were to happen, you're telling me Ole Miss has two NFL quarterbacks on his roster right now at the same time? Potentially. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay.
0: Why not? Gardner Minshew's still in the NFL. But,
1: well, okay, enough with hypotheticals. I was curious. I was just curious what you thought about that.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think it's you got to do right by the kid. And for the kid, if the second hypothetical happened, the right thing to do personally and professionally, and for the university that gave you a chance to begin with, would be to start those games, be really good, and then transfer at the end of the year if you want to. Or maybe he's so good, the other one, Jackson Dart, were to leave at the end of the year. That's just hypotheticals. We'll cross that bridge when we get
1: there. It's hypothetical, but I mean, you know. You're you're asking a kid to forego an entire year of eligibility again, as he did last year, by playing in the Sugar Bowl. And there is no NFL guarantee. There's nobody going to be in his ear as he's about to take the field for a week nine, ten, eleven game for the first time this season.
0: Right, but you've been the, the opportunity now the the opportunity you've been wanting. Is yours. Where else are you going to get that kind of high level opportunity? You're either going to have to drop down or go somewhere lesser. Here you're on the biggest, grandest stage of them all. if you ball out what? in a
1: month, I mean, if you throw that capital away. You're in the same situation going into fall camp 2023 as you were going into fall camp 2022. No, no, and- you
0: misunderstand. Luke Altmeyer then would ball out ideally. Almost win a lot of games. Jackson Dart would still be the presumed starter because he's produced up to this point. Luke Altmaier leaves in the offseason. He's an automatic starter wherever he transfers next, which will be a better destination than otherwise had he just sat the whole year. And he goes and performs for that school and goes to the NFL to expedite your process. There's just a lot of things to consider.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. I can buy that. Yeah. All right, moving on, I've got another question for you. Does Lane at some point today, or tomorrow announce a quarterback. No. Does he wait till Saturday when game day is on to leak it out, or does he just roll the guy out onto the field three o'clock Saturday afternoon?
0: At this point, if the quarterback starter isn't simply announced with the starting lineups on the jumbotron on Saturday as the way to know who's going to be the starter, I don't think you know there's going to be any other way. Uh, that's the only thing I think is going to happen. Lane Kiffin has no reason two days away from kickoff to say anything now. What's the point? What's the benefit? Other than to satisfy our months-long drama-filled nonsense.
1: Well, you never know what the dynamics are, coach-player relationships. You know, Lane and Charlie may want to sit down with the number two guy and explain why, give him their reasoning, things of that nature. Still doesn't mean he has to announce it. But I think as soon as he tells one guy he's not the guy, uh, it will leak out rather quickly. I could buy
0: that. I could buy that. Do you not feel like they kind of know, though?
1: We don't know, but you don't think those quarterbacks have any clue? I'm telling my wife this last night. My wife is a football fan, okay? So Lane Kiffin is one of the most astute quarterback whisperers in the game if you will, he's watched these kids closer than anyone all the way back to the spring. He knows who his quarterback is. Yes. He's got to know. Uh, If he doesn't know, he knows. He knows. He's good at keeping secrets, very good at keeping secrets, but he knows. He knows who he's going to start. Now, he
0: hasn't made a definitive decision for the long term, but he knows who he's going to start on Saturday. On Saturday, yes, he knows who he's going to start. He just doesn't want to commit to anybody publicly because then if that player falters in any way or in a spectacular fashion, he has to come out and go.
1: I told you all it was so close. Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. And that's just good gamesmanship. That's all that is. Um. Again, you know, I think we've both said it. Why pick up the phone and call John Sumrall and tell him, hey, Jackson Dart's going to be my starter or Luke is going to be my starter?
0: Hey, John, really looking forward to y'all coming to Ole Miss this weekend. Um, yeah. We're going to start Jackson Dart. So go well, ahead
1: game plan. Well, wait a minute here now. I, I've, I've got to look at this because this is the truth. And John Sumrall did the same thing to Ole Miss. QB1, Gunnar Watson – or Jarrett Dogie or whatever. It's, it's, it's Gunnar Watson.
0: He said that on the Rubio Hotline on Monday. It's oh, okay.
1: Okay, yeah. so it is going to be Gunnar Watson.
0: But he did do a little of the same kind of deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's those two guys as one, and or Peter Costello.
0: It's going to be Gunnar Watson. But yeah, I see your point. <laughs> I see well. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's just John being a first year head coach and joining uh, old friends in the media from a previous stop. Not really playing the public domain or, the, or just the public games that Lane Kiffin can play, knowing how to, you know, juggle that. Oh, I don't really want to give away any secrets here. But, I mean, human nature, is somebody asks you, hey, coach, who's your starting quarterback? Oh, we're going to start so-and-so. Lane Kiffin, he doesn't do that. John Summerall did, but he's also just now getting into this head coaching business. He's a skilled and talented and emerging rising star, in my opinion, in head coaching circles, but he's not Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin knows exactly what he's doing. He knows who his starter on Saturday is going to be. He just doesn't want to commit to anybody to start, and then that blow up in spectacular fashion, and then it becomes a story he doesn't need to.
1: You know what I'm surprised about? What? There is not one single kid from the state of Mississippi on Troy's two-deep roster. Not one. Now, I'll have a prediction. That's going to change. John Sumrall's head coach down there, Taylor Polk's coaching linebackers, they both got Mississippi ties. Troy will start recruiting Mississippi. Oh man, is- I did not know Taylor Polk was down there. I got him on the pod. I'm not joking at all. That's that's been fun. Yeah. Taylor is the uh, inside linebackers coach uh, at Troy, and uh, I did a little, uh, little story with him on it earlier this week. Did you you talk know, to him? That- Yeah. What? What the hell? We should have got him on the podcast. Well, uh, but anyway. So, Mississippi Ties, they're going to be coming across the border. That's the point.
0: That is, that yeah. is a good point. Can I get his number off the air?
1: Because
0: <laughs> maybe I'll get him on tomorrow, you know? Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Great. I'm well, not, you I'm mentioned.
1: On oh, the air.
0: Well, not on the air. I said off the air. I wouldn't say, oh, you, oh you yeah, here, bit. Go ahead and write this <laughs> down. Uh, 662. No. Okay. Of course not. <laughs> but, but. You mentioned something very interesting in that yesterday the uh, penalty, non-penalty transfer, just you can transfer whenever you want to, player, that fell, that did not pass yesterday. That's big news. But another big news was we now have transfer windows, the FBS transfer windows for 2022 and 20. This is something you and I pitched a long time ago as a necessity for recruiting moving forward. And now – They have two transfer windows, December 5th through January 18th and May 1 through May 15th. What did you think of that?
1: Yeah, well, you know, basically, big whoop. Uh, And this is what I mean by that. Yeah, it it helps coaches know what their roster is going to look like, and then it doesn't, and then it does again. Okay, so kids at the end of the regular season um, that are are unhappy – and feel as if their careers are irredeemable, will go into the portal. Kids that think they have a fighting shot will wait until after spring to go into the portal. Um, so, you know, it concises everything, but it really doesn't change anything. It does it really help, doesn't.
0: though. It is important to have the windows. At least now you well, know.
1: It, it's important after that that last day in May, which I think is the 15th, your, your roster is locked then. Well, that's uh,
0: good. That's a good thing. Cause there were still kids yeah. getting in the portal and leaving and going elsewhere up until the start of fall camps in August.
1: Well, you won't have that any longer, but you know, and that's you, still good. Risk, you still run the risk of losing players. I mean, I mean, they've got 45 days at the end of the regular season. They got 15 days at the end of spring ball that they can check out on you. And it, it's just going to condense it all down. It's going to be much more intense. Um, You know, there are going to be some guys that are going to feel flustered to make a decision that, you know, if they had a little more time, they might not leave.
0: You and I were on a podcast together multiple times in the spring, in the winter, in the summer, speaking about how they needed transfer windows at a bare minimum because it was year-round, every day, the portal dominated everything all the time, and rosters were never truly settled—not even during the season. There was no
1: time in the year, in the calendar year, no, where you didn't. Or you got to understand the first period, and that ought to be it. I mean, I, I'm not for this 15 days after spring. I don't, I don't like that. That's what really kind of puts your roster in peril where oh my god my star running back just left on may 14th where do i go find one well if he does now you're really screwed because nobody else is going in there's nobody for you to go get at that point and i'm just saying you know hey go from the end of the regular season till january whatever and and that needs to be it that's what i was wanting for mm.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It would, I think, be a lot cleaner, but there's never anything clean about the NCAA. It would have been a lot cleaner to say the window opens the minute the regular season is over, and it closes the first Wednesday in February. So effectively, you take what the old traditional signing day was for high school players, make it the transfer signing day, because all the kids are signing from high school in November, December anyway. So just let that be signing day from now on. There's one signing day, not two for high school players, or you can still keep it for high school players, who cares? But the transfer window, if you decide to wait, high school player, understand that the transfer window is from the end of the regular season until February, one, two, three, whatever it is. That would make there'll, that would give you extra time, and that would be a gonna, go. yeah,
1: there'll be nothing else left for high school prospects after the December signing period, other than extre, extremely high four stars and five stars, because. Of the portal now. People are starting to see how it's all playing out. Look, if you don't sign those scholarly papers in December and the right guy gets in the portal.
0: Oh, you're not you guaranteed not, shit.
1: Yeah, you may not have a place to go. Nothing. So yeah. they need to cut high school signing day down to December. Let that be it. And, and then everybody's focused on the portal. That's what from yeah. after. That's,
0: that's what I'm saying. I agree with that. That's okay, what there end- was some good and some bad. It's a step in the right direction, a positive step, but also there are still – this is not – this doesn't need to be it. It's still an ever-evolving process. That's what you're getting at.
1: Oh, no, it's going to be ever-evolving. <laughs> I, I mean, so what about what South Carolina's done, where they have contracted and brought an in-house firm in that handles 100% of their major NIL business? You think that's a trendsetter? Do you think that's going to start everywhere, where the university actually has some, some official say so, if you will, over NIL negotiations? Wait a second!
0: I thought that the school could not be directly influential. Contract a firm out, so the school can contract a firm out. You're still associated,
1: like well, you're still somehow. associated. That is- there's apparently some legalese in there somewhere or another. You remember when everybody was hiring general
0: managers and none of us really knew what they were doing. Now general managers could do that, I guess.
1: Now something's got to change. I mean, Lane makes some excellent points about, you know, uh, by the book, coaches have no control over this stuff. Now we all know different, but come on, man, just get it out in the open. Right, I mean, just just make it legal. I, I mean, look, I'm I'm Jim Bob Thornberry down on the Gulf Coast, and I own a big insurance company, and I've got hundreds of millions of dollars. Come see me, big Jim Bob. Yeah, I'm not picking Lane Kiffin's football players. <laughs> it, it's 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 stupid to even think that.
0: You're giving money to the guys who are picking the players.
1: Correct. So just. I mean, put it in paper. That's fine. I mean, I mean, let the coaches and his staff determine what they're going to do and what they need to do.
0: It is more fun to think about Jim Bob Thornberry going, you know, calling up Lane Kiffin on a Tuesday. Hey, Coach, how's my guy? You know, Bryson Young doing? He good? He going to start on Saturday? Yeah. Hey, I paid yeah. like ten grand now.
1: That's great. That's that's exactly right. And don't think for a second some of that crap is not going on, you know. Shots are being fired. A lot of Jim Bobs out there. And they're going to be foaming at the mouth come the middle of October and their money's not on the field or whatever.
0: If you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional of the utmost importance and that's where my friend thomas chandler comes in thomas is a financial planner with capital financial group and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future so give him a call today at 662-296-0186 that's 662-296-0186 and tell him that ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with thomas chandler of capital Financial group. Your Omas baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car? code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tacovis, the, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovas store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just call Old Mr. Fighting Jim Bob Thornberries. That's great. The, the wild thornberries.
1: Look at there. I, don't, I really don't know where that came from. I was going for, I was thinking traveling wheelberries came out thornberries i don't well, know wild
0: thornberries was a show on nickelodeon to show my age younger than you so there you Look, go man,
1: i'm up at 3 a.m this morning watching jason aldean and bob seeker do a concert together
0: you had you lost me at, J, at jason aldean and you had
1: it's totally uncustomary for me to be watching country music okay but oh, I'm, flipping I through music. YouTube, I'm flipping through YouTube, and I'm like, "Well, there's Bob Seger, and and it's like today's Bob Seger. He's old. He's got a. He looks like old man Winter. Um, and uh, Bob Seger's in all black, and he's doing this goofy little dance, like from the '70s. And <laughs> Jason Aldean's up there, and I, I had to watch it. I remember how jarring it
0: was the first time I saw Robert Plant doing folksy music with Allison Cross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i yeah. love both those people oh really. i do too
0: i love them both but it was, it was jarring because i'm used to robert plant with the uh, unbuttoned vest long hair like listening to bob seger hollywood nights bob seger going with jason aldean who got famous off of a crappy country song with kelly clarkson who is awesome by the way kelly clarkson amazing voice i voted for her in american idol season one it's just <laughs> jarring it's just a jarring thing Oh, as they man. get older, they attack. Like, it's funny to watch the guys that, uh, well, obviously, I'm not as old as Bob Seger. Those are your guys, but it's, it's really. Guys. Guys.
1: Bob Seeger's got 25 years on me, Ben. No, you're 84, aren't you? You're, you're an old uh, man. I'm 29.
0: But um, it is interesting to see. Anyway, we're way off track here. I want to have a recruit check. Bring it on. Recruit
1: check. It is on. Check it out.
0: Been a long time since we've done a recruit check with David Johnson. I'm Ben Garrett. I write for the Old Miss Spirit and Field of on three. He writes for Inside the Rebels 247. Tyler Williams, the four-star wide receiver that Ole Miss was after, has canceled his Ole Miss visit and will instead visit Miami this weekend. It was already kind of a long shot, but can we shut the door on him now officially?
1: Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I do. Um, that – Kind of seems to have always been a flirtation that hasn't quite made it to first base. Um I, I can I tell you're how, sleep deprived, man. Oh man, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, I mean, you know, <sighs> come on, man. I mean, yeah, he canceled the visit. Canceling a visit's a kiss of death. Um, oh, we have we have so,
0: didn't get to first base, kiss of death. Next thing you say is. They were really close, with Ole Miss and Tyler Williams, to heavy petting, but unfortunately.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the heavy petting probably happened.
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. 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 But Tyler Williams is not coming in. We both think that ends the recruitment or real legitimate, if it was ever truly legitimate, pursuit of Ole Miss, of Tyler Williams, who is actually coming in this weekend of consequence that, that Ole Miss fans need to know.
1: Yeah, you know, you got Skyler Mann coming in. He's a uh, three-star linebacker. And before you go, oh, just another three-star. No, no, this kid can play. Uh, He's coming in for an official visit. And, um, you know, I like like Ole Miss' chances here. I think they like their chances, or they wouldn't bring him in. Um, You know, he's a kid that – that I think could play maybe not early, not not maybe year one, but he's definitely got a shot uh, at getting on the field rather quickly at Ole Miss. And then, you know, the other kid they're bringing in for the for an official visit is Jamarion Harkless. Um, he is a three-star defensive lineman, but I'm going to tell you, he's underrated. Um, you know, when you watch Jamarion's film and you look at his offer sheet uh, why 247 and you guys may have him as a four star we have him as a three star i don't know why i mean he's got auburn old miss michigan georgia lsu on and on and again watching his film you know why big visit for uh for him this weekend um because he's going to auburn next weekend now we all know the uh kind of the situation Auburn is perceived to be in with their football program. So I kind of like Ole Miss's shots here. Check this out though. The kid is from Lexington, Kentucky. And as far as I can tell, he doesn't want to be a Kentucky wildcat. um, As far as I can tell. So we'll see. Kind of seems to be Auburn, Ole Miss, Louisville, and Michigan that are kind of in the mix for him Now, if I'm a kid from Kentucky, an SEC state, I probably want to play in the SEC. Ole Miss and Auburn. I think Ole Miss is the better program right now. I like where the Rebels stand with Close.
0: Any other prospects that you're keeping an eye on?
1: Oh, there are going to be 150 kids here. You know, mm-hmm. we just uh, well.
0: That's why I didn't a- say, hey, if you're an Ole Miss fan, sit in the stands and go, oh my God, who are all these people? Now you'll know. But is there anybody to kind of? look for amongst the crowd you've already mentioned yeah i mean
1: they're they're going to be some big time names out there now we we ought to have a list maybe this this afternoon maybe later this morning i kind of doubt it but probably going to be friday i would think
0: it used Um, to be thursday afternoon but now it's more friday for all of us
1: well it's 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 week one you know there are lots of things to be buttoned up and hatched down so uh i understand that so I'm not I'm not too crazy, upset about it. Oh, I we don't know care. The, I just appreciate getting the list. Just give it to me whenever you can get it to me. Yeah, great. Exactly. We know who the two officials are, uh, the guys to kind of be watching for: Skyler Mann, Jamarian Harkless, and um, you know we'll hopefully have some uh, feedback from those guys on Sunday. Um, but you know that's how the 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 recruiting year is going to start. Now, you got to understand, when we say 150 kids, these are not 150 kids with Ole Miss offers. Some of them will have Ole Miss offers. Ballpark but, the number.
0: If there's 110 out there on the sideline on Saturday against Troy when Ole Miss kicks off at, at 3 p.m. or pregame before they kick off at 3 p.m., how many will have Ole Miss offers? Ten. Oh, wow. Probably. I was going to say 24 and a half. You're saying Ten.
1: Uh, they're not going to bring in 24-and-a-half recruits um, against Troy. They'll they'll save those big weekends. But, um, you know, yeah, most of them I – mean, what happens at these things is the high school coach over in Schenectady, Mississippi calls up and goes, Coach, I got some good ones. I want to bring them over. And, you know, like a deer in a headlight, the recruiting guy he's calling is like, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. So you end up with 20 kids coming from the ninth grade scuba high school football team. And, um, man, you know, the scuba
0: high school football team just caught a stray for no reason today.
1: I don't even know if there is a scuba high school football team. I don't think there is. I'm going to look at It's connected that in New York. So didn't want to use that. High but, um, football. but there will be some diamonds out there now. There's no doubt about it be some kids out there that, that have rebel offers and um, a lot of them that don't
0: jamarian harkless according to own three is a three star six four three fifteen and that offer sheet is extensive man i mean georgia's
1: offered yeah yeah lsu michigan lots of lots of he's got a kentucky offer as well but we six we, four we three a, fifteen how is he a th- i don't get rankings these days I don't. Yeah. Man, you, you're not going to believe this. Talking about 315, we've got him listed at 290, but nevertheless. So I talked to this high school recruit last night, and I'm going to do a story on it. It's probably going to be Friday. In January, on January 1st, when Ole Miss was down there playing the Sugar Bowl, this kid was six foot five, 420 pounds.
0: Oh, God.
1: He is now playing at six foot five, three hundred and ten pounds. I said, "Wait a minute! You've lost hundred and ten pounds since January." Yes, sir. I
0: what want to you know his
1: doing? diet. Yeah, I said, "What have you been doing?" I've been working out, eating baked chicken and green beans. That'll and do like, it. What? Wow! And he said, "Yeah, we try to sport.
0: overcomplicate things, but hey, work out and don't eat the crap you're not supposed to." That's that's pretty much it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's 40 times gone down from something in the seven range, which is still impressive for a guy 420 pounds, to a 5'5 now. His feet are so much better. Nobody's offered this kid yet because he played last season at 420 pounds. Ben, this this kid's going to blow up this year. Did you see where
0: Jaheem Otis, speaking of guys who lost a ton of weight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jaheim Otis listed as a co-starter already as a true freshman for Alabama. That one's gonna hurt.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> that one's it that is. one's gonna hurt. The only question everybody had about Otis, when he didn't sign with Ole Miss and signed with Alabama, was whether he could ever shake the weight. And boy, did he ever. I mean, physical specimen, and as you said, starting as a true freshman at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yep, that one
0: hurts. That one hurts. Ole Miss did so much work for that kid, too.
1: Well, not the first time. No, it is
0: not. It's just another one of those. Who are the other uh, guys that got away from Ole Miss, the real losses that went on to Alabama? And you're like, God, that one hurt. Raquan Davis.
1: Oh, yeah, Raquan Turned out to be a good one, really good Justin one. Woodall. Justin Woodall from right here in Oxford, yeah.
0: Yeah, there, there have been some. There have been some. Well, basketball, Ole Miss basketball will also have two visitors this weekend. I put a story up this morning. Josh Hubbard and Michaela Rich, two priority targets for 2023, are visiting. Rich is visiting officially. Hubbard is visiting unofficially for the third, fourth, fifth time since the start of the year. Hubbard is the higher ranked of the two. He's, um, according to Own3, the number 105 overall player in the country number 18 point guard, number one player in Mississippi. So um, I wrote a story a couple of weeks ago how Ole Miss was potentially in the pole position for Josh Hubbard, and I feel like uh, the Mississippi State coverage side of things, um, including from Paul Jones over there um, with you guys at 247, good friend of all, both of us, he, I, think, I think he said something about how Ole Miss is now leading or trending upwards for him too. So, hey, Kermit Davis, we don't talk much about basketball in this podcast when it's you and me, but uh, Kermit Davis has been recruiting his tail off lately killing
1: yeah yeah we've got got a story up on those two kids as well um josh hubbard michaela bridge and um you know kerman has he has really really been going to town
0: yeah i mean jordan Um, Burks is a high-end three-star potential four-star depending on the service you look at rashad marshall is a consensus four-star and um yeah i I don't know this has been it's going to make for a complicated season to follow because I feel like they can be good. Can they be good enough because the SEC, which is probably the first or second best basketball conference in the in the country this year, um, improved over the offseason. So could, have they done enough? I don't know. But the way he's recruiting right now, that's an encouraging thing for what this program could potentially look like if they take positive steps this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I agree. I think Hubbard is going to be an Ole Miss Rebel eventually. Michaela Bridge. Rich is down to Ole Miss, Kansas State, Missouri, Eastern Michigan, and Illinois, Chicago. Um, I think he's coming to Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I really do. If those are his final five, <clears throat> as we've reported, I think uh, so. So kudos to Kermit, man. That That's just great.
0: Oh, Three recruits
1: in cool. that 23 class right now. More and it matters here. too
0: to get these kids, like get important kids for basketball in for football games. Football helps basketball in that way because there's just nothing like experiencing, if you're taking a, a visit to an old Miss for the first time ever, experience a, a full-on perfect old Miss weekend, which includes a football game. So this is important for not only football this weekend because it's the opener and they have prospects on campus, but basketball too because everything piggybacks off of football, ultimately. Yeah,
1: Coach Joe's got a prospect that came into town last night and she will be here for the football game. Part of her official visit. So, you're oh, right. They bake it there. in there,
0: man. You, you want to make sure that they see that too.
1: Football centerpiece for everything.
0: If only they could like set up photo shoots with Lane Kiffin, then they could get God knows who all on this campus for basketball. Who knows? You know, just let Lane Kiffin be a part of the or Juice Kiffin inc- incorporate that into basketball now
1: too. Why not? They're okay, you on. brought. Uh, I got to ask you this now. And Juice, Juice is cute. Love Juice. He's an awesome dude. I've, I've petted him a few times at practice. Um, have you really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's a I'm, practice serve like every-
0: If I see a dog, unless there's a sign on his side that says or her side that says "Don't pet," they they have a job. Uh, I can't help but like stop and pet every dog I see.
1: Oh yeah, Juice is friendly, man. He is. Um, So, all right. So right now we're ready to anoint Juice as. The hammerhead shark, or whatever, as uh, you know, the the black bear, Colonel Rev, all in one. Juice is the mascot, right? We agree on that.
0: Yeah, it's a natural thing that I mean, it's something that happened naturally and felt forget- or did it didn't feel forced. Well, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You think it was some grand plan all, right. all along?
1: Here, here's my point, though. You know, in the annals of Ole Miss football history. You know, back in the uh, One Heartbeat era. To <laughs> so bring it back to the start of the show. <laughs> we had we had this big black teddy bear walking the sidelines. He that, was actually a good mascot. That somebody stuck a bag over its head.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if you okay. remember
1: that. Yeah, the box. The box with the eyeballs. Yeah, the box. It was a box. That's right. Couldn't get a bag that big. Anyway, uh, so, you know unceremoniously tossed to the side. Um, the damn oh, shark it was, was so spectacularly so, bad at this. The shark was just so freaking ugly. I, I mean, it didn't look like a shark. It looked like a pair of, uh, wire pliers or something, you know, channel locks. Can, can opener, can opener, yeah, can opener. Um, you know, a bit old miss wishes it had its whatever it paid for that <laughs> back. And, um,
0: the idea was sound. The execution was poor.
1: It was terrible. terrible. Kids were scared of it. Kids cried. Uh, really? So, or, is that an yeah. anecdotal
0: thing? Did you see no. one kid cry and then said every kid cried? Come on.
1: Yeah, I've seen kids take off running when Tony turned the corner. Um, so uh, this is what I don't hope happens. What? What if – and you know fans now – and social media, the anonymity. I don't want this season to take a turn for the worse. I don't think it is, but if it did. I have no clue he, where you're going. People blame Juice for it, man. No, they're not going to blame a wonderful
0: golden retriever or lab, whatever he is, beautiful dog. He I, could I, get I... booed. He could get booed. No. no it's, the worst kind dog. of people. The worst they kind of people them. on earth. Boo dogs.
1: Uh, uh, or, or 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 our sports fans. There's some of the same people there. Come on, man. It is. It's some of the same people. I'm telling you, people that would boo a dog. are the
0: same people that would have a spot in hell that, right that, beside that, Hitler.
1: That from the stands, telling the coach they're going to go by his house and kill his dogs before he gets home after the game. I've actually my heard God. that happen. Out- oh, my God. So, no, no, true story, true story. I was covering high school football, was covering West Bolivar High School, and they played at Shannon. And um, Shannon, it became evident, was going to beat them as the game went on. Uh-huh. And there were a group of men up in the stands telling the coach, we're going to beat you back to Rosedale and kill your hunting dogs. Because- oh, my God heard it with my own ears i'm telling you it happened it happened and 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 and, and it was john draney's what he was the guy they were telling it to rest his soul um and um <laughs> chuck chuck Rumsfeld was good friends with john draney by the way well was and, uh, yeah, he was he was absolutely
0: sorry. But, I would not mean. It sounded like a joke. It didn't mean to sound like a joke.
1: Sorry. Oh no, no, no! I'm completely oh. on tilt. I'm completely on tilt because the, the things you hear <laughs> walking the sidelines of high school football games um, can be horrifying, very, very troublesome. You know, problematic in
0: 2022. Is- don't we say problematic?
1: Yeah. And look, look. let me ask you this. Why in high school football, and I think we talked about this, but why do you put the chain crews on the visiting side of the field when they're generally the most obnoxious fans of the home team that you'd ever find?
0: Yeah, this is not the dad of the quarterback. This is the dad of the starting left guard and whatever the, the, the other Wade, like grittiest.
1: starting left guard 30 years before.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's a legacy at New Albany. Bolivar, wherever, wherever you call yourself from or wherever wherever you claim. Yeah. These are like – these are the hardcore – these are the guys that sit up there. They're up there uh, on the hill looking down at practice, standing in front of their trucks, drinking a Red Solo cup of water when we know it's beer, watching every practice up until the season.
1: Same thing for Juco Ball in Mississippi. Same thing. Yeah, these guys. They are ultra fans of every high school Juco in the state. Those are your chain guys.
0: It's like and day you day and I intentionally – it's like you and I intentionally go into a Mississippi State message board saying, hey, guys, Ben Garrett here. Screw y'all.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just – you know, and the head coach has got to operate, call plays with these guys standing there and all this stuff. Yelling at the refs, say, right on a second, I got the marker out right here. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's the truth. It is the truth now. Somewhere, some schools maybe there's some neutrality in the chain gangs, but I doubt it very seriously. Um, you know, it's the vice president of the booster club. It's the whatever, whatever. You know, and all it would take is $150, and you get three guys in 50 bucks a pop to run the chains that are neutral, that don't care who wins the game. I'm just saying.
0: No one is going to boo Juice. Actually, here's my only bold take. My only bold – well, I actually had a bold take yesterday on a podcast with Brad, but my other only bold take. Juice, not the actual dog, but the dog as a mascot for Ole Miss being organically rolled out like this. It just happened this way. Or maybe it didn't. Maybe it was a grand design. Maybe Lane Kiffin is just the, the smartest football mind ever that he thought this – program my program needs a mascot and this will live beyond me this will continue to be my legacy is i will have returned a mascot to the field for old miss it'll be a golden retriever i mean come on that's the look of the dog that they pitched back with the bear and with the can opener was a dog and it was it looked a lot like juice in the markups in the uh, potential art it looked like juice so juice is going to live on not juice the dog but a golden retriever or lab as old Mrs. mascot. I think that's where this is headed forever.
1: So, so Mississippi State comes here this year. Are they bringing the bulldog? They they normally do, don't they?
0: But you're not going to get like you did with Bevo and uh, Uga, where Bevo was trying to like.
1: Horn Are you that sure? Maybe, maybe you do. I mean,
0: no. I'm saying it's like those dogs get together and we're just like, oh yeah, go get him, Juice and then they end up sniffing each other's butts for three hours.
1: Yeah, it could very well be the case. We yeah. got <laughs> Bevo, scary, man. I remember when Texas came here. Oh, my I wouldn't God. Come
0: close to, I wouldn't get close to him.
1: Horrible. Look, I'm down on the sidelines by Evo, and um, that damn thing's scary. I'm going to tell you, I mean, Texas, uh, you know, they've got all these electric prods down there. They'll shock him, do whatever they need to if he gets unruly, but – because that's
0: humane. Got
1: a, well, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I know it's tradition stemming back from the days when, you know, a long, 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 long time ago. Um, there are a lot of traditions that have been you know, damn, getting phased I out. I would not allow Bevo to be on the sidelines. That crap is dangerous. And there's this, there's this one guy down there with him, Ben, that you don't ever see handling him. That looks like Sam Elliott. Okay. You know the, the movie. Yes, stars, I know Sam
0: Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yes. A tombstone. Got the,
1: big mustache, yes. got the cowboy hat on. The dude's from California,
0: and yet he's somehow America's cowboy. Is that like from Sacramento?
1: Well, well I, I guess they, they went Sam west for gold, so sure. So he looks like Sam Elliott. Texas has a real live Austin cowboy, I guess. Austin probably doesn't have cowboys anymore, but um, Texas cowboy. And that Joker is—he's—he's uh, the—he's like the buffer zone. He's the final piece of the puzzle. The of, final line know, of defense. If Bevo goes ape shit. I'm sorry, I said that. If Bevo goes crazy, um, you know this guy's gonna kill Bevo. <laughs> oh <laughs> my mean, God! Uh, killing, you know, it, we're it, killing Bevo. We're booing dogs. One well, heartbeat. Just, Revo survives being tased several times, and he's still going nuts because he could kill people. He could kill people.
0: We have had it all in this edition of Franchise Player on Thursday. Thank God.
1: There is a football game Saturday, people, 3 o'clock.
0: Thank God, because we're talking about booing dogs.
1: You would not have known it from listening to this podcast.
0: In Bevo, Well, the first five minutes, and then we just went off the rails. We did have some recruiting stuff. It was good. Um, I didn't yeah. expect us to end on Bevo rampaging across the college football field, but here we are. I'm glad we got here. Because like James here? being Here's rolled out as the potential mascot forever, the potential forever mascot for Ole Miss. Talking we got Texas here football organically. Football.
1: Sorry. Talking about Texas football they did something right. finally. No depth chart this year released from Texas. Um, I I just think depth charts are. Antiquated. Yep. I agree.
0: All right, buddy. I'll see you next week or after the game. We haven't figured that part of it out, but I am excited because Ole Miss plays a football game this weekend and, and, and a big recruiting weekend. It's just, it's time. And I'm excited for you and your family because Eli's got his first game coaching tonight, Ball State in Tennessee. It's here,
1: man. This is great. Hadi toddy, everybody. See you Saturday. Don't boo dogs. No, don't do that. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.